What's up, Scott? What's up, Sam? Welcome to Nerd Cyclopedia. Nerd Cyclopedia Podcast. It's a podcast about the Nerd Cyclopedia. What is the Nerd Cyclopedia, you might ask? We're not sure. <laughs> we just free flow and just, you know, it comes to us as it, as it comes. It's one of those, you know, dictations straight from the divine, you know. You get so many of those. Well, like in a, you know, usual encyclopedia, it goes from A to Z. That's what we do here. <laughs> That's right. We only do letters one at a time. We hate numbers. We're not number fans. Uh, so don't we're not numbers guys, basically. So don't try to pin us down with your numbers. We're numbers uh, we're number racists. Yes. We're <laughs> really don't like numbers. <laughs> I guess. I suppose. <laughs> we are dead set against numbers, no. We're here to promote letters over numbers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're also broke, too, so. Yeah, so. <laughs> That's the reason we hate the numbers so much. It's because we don't have any uh, we, <laughs> we, we, money. No time to do but just a podcast, you know. That's right. <laughs> All right. So yeah, so that's that is Nerd Cyclopedia. If you followed that, you're you're still here. We appreciate your patience. Definitely appreciate the Nerd that. Cyclopedia together. And I'm Sam, uh, and I'm Scott. And uh, well, on this show, we like to talk about, as we said, nerd things uh, one at a time, all through the alphabet, one letter at a time. This week, we have a very special episode right. because the episode this week could literally stand for anything. <laughs> uh, once again, could be a Roman numeral ten, isn't. No, it's not. We're very serious about that. Mm. And, and it's extra uh, special, I believe. Extra, yes. Extra mm. special. And it also is the stand-in in math for an unknown quantity. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and that is X. 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 X is X is very prominent in, in um the, the comic book end of it, you know. Um mm-hmm. in, in nerd scale, you know. When you talk about X, um, <laughs> nerds get pretty excited there, if you want to yeah. even say that. <laughs> There's a lot of really great topics uh, under X yeah. that we can talk about. So so I'm a big nerd when it comes to a few of these, so I, I'm going to start us off with a, the big, you know, a real big hunk of a topic, but one that I think is, uh, you know, this maybe is one of my, my things I'm most nerdy about, one of the things I like the most, and that is the X-Men. Yes, yes. The X-Men, yes. Um, X-Men created... Uh, early 60s Stanley Jack Kirby collaboration like many other famous comic books from that era yeah and the X-Men are yes many famous Marvel comics and the X-Men are uh, a team of mutants who were mutated uh, at an increased rate because of the atomic bombs they were a product of uh, uh, angst around atomic testing children of the atom is what they call yes they're the next step in uh, human evolution Although uh, there have been uh, mutants throughout history and in increasing numbers that the generation before, uh, the generation of the X-Men included uh, some of the most powerful mutants of all time, including Magneto and Professor X. Mm-hmm. But so, so the X-Men were created in the 60s, and what, the, what they were is they were a team of uh, teenagers who uh, were put together to fight uh, you know, uh, against threats to mankind posed by evil mutants who were sick and tired of being pushed around, buddy, <laughs> by their inferiors. And the original X-Men were Cyclops. Everyone knows that, Cyclops. Scott Summers. Scott Summers. Mitz shoots laser, freaking laser beams out of his eyes. I mean, that's so cool. But he can't turn them off because he had a head injury. Oops. <laughs> Oops, wow. Oops. Yeah. Uh, and then there's uh, Marvel Girl or Jean Grey or Phoenix. Yeah, she went by several names. You know. Yes, she had the power of telepathy and later on fire or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know exactly how. <laughs> it's like telepathy and also fire. Did she? she uh, did she? Is telekinesis? That's not part of her. That's she. She's just to, you know. Uh, no, she no, she te- definitely has telekinesis. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. All right, yeah, yeah. So she does the the moving things and the talking. Right. She's uh, you know, Professor Xavier thinks she's more going to be more powerful than him at some point. Right. She was his first student as well. <laughs> So she's the original one. And then uh, there's Beast, who is uh, Hank McCoy, mm-hmm. uh, who is uh, eventually turned into a blue guy, because I guess they figured... A blue, cuddly, furry guy. <laughs> yeah, in the original X-Men comics, if you, if you ever should go look at him, you know, if you want. But the, he has just big hands and feet, and he can sort of, like, swing around and stuff. So he added the blue fur later. And, of course, Iceman. Iceman, we've talked about him before. I like him a lot. Very great character. Also, a homosexual X-Men. 
Really? I didn't know He's that. out of the closet. Yeah, pretty good. Oh, nifty. wow. Huh. I forgot all about that when we talked about that earlier. Oh, wow. Yeah, I, did, I never knew that. When did, when did they when did they out him? <laughs> oh, I think he... Sometime, <laughs> sometime in the last, uh, <laughs> in the last uh, uh, decade or so. I think so. Hold on. I'm going to read this now because I want to make sure okay. that... Uh, uh, I'm just gonna. Go I know it was a mutant. Um, a mutant. It was on uh, one of the. Um, oh, I think he was an Alpha Flight. One of the. Um, I know one of the mutants, uh, Alpha Flight yes. member. I forgot yes. his name though. <laughs> but he is definitely. He is. I, I. I did Google it, so I confirmed that he is in fact. That, that's not something that I made up. <laughs> so so Iceman is out. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because you would have got a lot of hashtags. Hate Scott. You know. Well, they can still send it. I'm, I'm a big boy. I can take the hate Scots. You know, I'll take them all day. There you go. All right. Um, so, uh, so those are the original X Men. They were so named because Stanley. Oh, you, you had a couple more. You got Angel. Um, he was original. Oh yeah, Angel. I for, mm-hmm. forgot all about Angel. The guy, the man with no bone marrow. He's <laughs> yeah. like his bones are like like hollow, like bird. He's like a bird. He weighs like eighty mm-hmm. pounds or something. He's yep. like six five. <laughs> <laughs> he has wings. Yeah, wings on his back, you know. And end of story. Yeah. Did he end up being like rich or you know uh, he oh, came he from a rich, rich. Ri- he came from a rich family. Okay. Yeah, his name's Warren Worthington the third. The third. The third. <laughs> well we don't like numbers here. <laughs> no, we they're dead set <laughs> so we against those. That. We'll forget that. <laughs> we'll forget that. <laughs> but yeah, so, um yeah, uh, X Men were pretty great. Yeah, they fought the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants. So their initial run, there was just the five of them, and they had sort of like, oh, well, you know, cutesy high school sort of stuff that was in there. And eventually it got canceled, and they brought it back, and there was sort of a, you know, a six or seven year lull there where there really weren't any X Men comic books. Yeah, they just repented like all the back issues and everything, mm-hmm. and, you know, just to keep, I guess, the creations in print, you know. Yep. That was yep. really weird. <laughs> Absolutely. And then Giant Size X Men number one came out, and this incarnation of the x-men this is what people know yeah this is this what, is the incarnation yeah this is the most definitive version when chris claremont um mm-hmm. actually started writing the x-men you know so after that period where it was a law and you know they reprinted all those issues chris claremont you know sort of put a stamp on the x-men absolutely one of the main things they did is they the x-men went international mm-hmm. you know you had colossus from the soviet union who can turn his entire skin into iron mm-hmm. you know because he He's an Ironman from, from the Soviet Russia. And uh, Nightcrawler, who was from West Germany, and that was important back then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that he was from Western Jersey, uh, Germany. And uh, then the Storm from Africa. Yeah. So they're basically Captain Planet's Planeteers. Yeah. Yeah. Thunderbird, uh, then, Native uh, American. <laughs> yeah, Banshee, Banshee could scream real loud. Sunfire sort of could set himself on fire. And then, of course, and, and I want to talk about uh, this character as an aside for a moment. Although we'll go into more depth maybe next season, but Wolverine, yeah, is really one of the most popular X Men. Now Wolverine is in the comics a very short man. He's actually five foot three inches tall, mm-hmm. which explains why people keep messing with him over <laughs> and over. You know, like um, it feels like in the movies, and we're going to go into the movies in a little bit. But in the movies, Sue Jackman is like six five, you know, <laughs> and people keeps like keep going up to him, and being like, "What's your problem?" And I'm like, "No, I would do that." No one goes up to the enormous stranger, and, like, not not, not to a six five, but uh, five no. three. You know, uh, Wolverine like, no never wonder. backs down, though. <laughs> yeah, no wonder. Why would he? You can't kill him. He's basically immortal, you know. Like you got any adamantium? What the heck? And then he's just already punching you in the face. I I I, you know, I, I, used, to, I used to think that when when they um, put Hugh Jackman in that position, um, while he was a really good um, you know Wolverine, I just thought it's, I, I sort of um, thought that he, they it took away from his character when they made him that height. Yeah, <laughs> you know I thought it was just such a cool thing where you got this five foot three you know scrappy you know you know guy who yeah. just took no crap from anyone. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, he was just he was just the most popular one in all their adventures and everything. And they made him like a, yeah. you know, tall, handsome, you know, um, typical Hollywood dude when they first started <laughs> the X-Men movies. I just I thought mean, that Hugh was Jackman crazy. Is very, like, Hugh Jackman today is very, like, very good looking. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, right now. And those movies came out almost 20 years ago now. Yeah, yeah. They're old. So, so 20 years ago, he was much better looking. <laughs> he's well, he's, he's, now, he's older and more mature now. Right, <laughs> he's really aged into looking like 
like Wolverine. And, that, and I remember, you know, that was a big uh, that was a big topic when they casted him mm-hmm. because he really no one knew that he would you know be as good at the role as he was on the other right, things right. and his performances were right. so so good. You know, and I think he does a really good job. So I don't want to take away from his from uh, you know his performance or anything. But that was a thing a lot of people said. Oh, Wolverine looks so pretty. You know, <laughs> I remember that being a deal back then when I was yeah uh, was real into the uh, to the X Men. But getting back um, to the um to the yeah. to the books, um, mm-hmm. X Men for me. Uh, really, you know, was defined back when um, the Giant Size came out. You know, when the Chris mm-hmm. Claremont days and John Byrne days. Who, 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 when John Byrne came on, you know, he was an artist on the X Men for a long stretch run. Him and Chris Claremont really defined who the X Men were. While Stanley and Jack Kirby, you know, came out with the characters and everything and led, you know, had them led with like um, Angel, Cyclops, and Iceman mm-hmm. and Marvel Girl and everything. Um, Claremont and Byrne came on and really defined who the X-Men were and gave the group really a lot of character, really put into like the um, their their outsider elements their 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 um, and it sort of was a a stand in for like a lot of racial stuff at the time, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, how they were like, you know, um, outsiders and how um, people looked at them as like, you know, um, and as you know, monsters and stuff, and they had to really, you know, um, um, just just live outside, like the you know the regular communities and everything. And when they came upon people who didn't look like them, you know, they were, um, you know, they were, you know, it, it was just like some like they were like segregated and everything. So um, that was a real different element that Stan and Jack didn't really um, put in in the beginning that really defined them to to them who they are who they were um you know down the line well by the time you get to the 80s there's a real you know they're drawing real parallels from the civil rights movement of the 60s right and so there are conscious efforts by claremont to fashion you know magneto kind of like malcolm x mm-hmm. and charles xavier kind of like martin luther king jr Right, right. And you had so, like um they they were both really justified in their beliefs. All Magneto, he was he was built upon as like, you know, the evil mutant which is what Stan and Jack really, you know, defined him as in the beginning. But, you know, when Magneto um you know, when when Claremont and Byrne and them came on, um they really defined him as like, okay, well it was a justification to his beliefs. You know, he really believed that um, you know, his race was a superior, you know, race. You know, mm-hmm. as far as like the beings and stuff, and Jack, I mean, no, I'm Jack. And Professor X was on the other end of that. You know, he felt that okay, well, everybody can exist together. You know, right? So yeah, it was like a yin and a yang. Exactly, exactly. So, th- so they started out as friends. Uh, obviously, uh, Professor X and uh, Magneto, and uh, you know, uh, then in the '90s, they kind of split the X Men into the Gold Team and the Blue Team, mm-hmm. and they launched instead of just being Uncanny X Men, there was just X Men. And Uncanny. So there were two comics, uh, you know, going on simultaneously. And this is also, it's the Jim Lee era. So those are the the kind of costumes that I'm sort of most familiar with. And you get Gambit and Psylocke and Rogue. Well, actually, you know, but and, go, going back a little bit before that. Okay. Yeah. Um, before they made the act of the blue and the what is it the blue and the um the blue gold team, um, yeah. they brought the original you know X Men back and made them into X Factor. You know, oh, so yeah, that was the um, you know, that was um, right before they they started dividing like the really X Men team. Um, they mm-hmm. brought Cyclops, Marvel Girl, and Beast, and everybody, and just formed their own team, and they became like X Factor. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it just started. It's <laughs> just so many X characters. They started right. getting eventually integrated back into the X Men, and then that's where you had like the the blue and the um the gold teams, you know, being yep. divided. And that's when um Magneto let out this like electromagnetic pulse that stopped all the electric like all the electronics and the whole planet from working mm-hmm. and it caused like thousands and thousands of deaths and then uh, professor x was like that's it and they went up to get him mm. like, we went up to these uh mm-hmm. avalon or asteroid m right his place mm-hmm. up in space mm-hmm. and there was this huge battle and uh basically <laughs> magneto rips wolverine's skeleton out of his body right <laughs> okay like <laughs> like he just pulls him right out of his body so he pulls all. So they have to like they're trying to keep them together, and then Professor X steals Magneto's mind right off him. Oh wow! That all happens in X Men twenty five. It's one of my favorite comic books ever. Super yeah, crazy. I remember when they first came out with that X Men. Um, that's that 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 just the solo X Men. Well, not solo, mm-hmm. but just the X Men instead of Uncanny X Men with Jim Lee. Oh mm-hmm. man, that was just spectacular. 
I, 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 I just loved, like, I was like, wow, they're actually making another X-Men comic, you know. Yeah. And, um, it, la- it lasted for a pretty good while like that. It did, and, you know, that's also the, that's also the story arc where Cyclops went over, or, Cy- oh, sorry, uh, where Colossus went over to the uh, to Magneto's side. Mm-hmm. And so he started working for Magneto. It was like mm-hmm. a crazy, yeah, crazy yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was really good stories. Um, I think I remember that run. That's where um, Chris Claremont did a couple issues and then just left. I think yeah. that was one of the um, – did he leave for Image? Was that when Image started? Image <laughs> yeah, Comics. Yeah, I think all of them <laughs> Like Jim Lee, <laughs> you know, that, that was around the early 90s where comics were, you know, they were sort of reaching their peak. They, you know, X Men One ended up selling like nine million copies. I want to say it ended yeah. up selling like a bunch of copies, um, and really flooded the market as far as you know, with spec, you know, spectators and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and they came in and bought all the, you know, a lot of the issues. And five years later, they tried to um, bring them back, and they found that they wasn't worth anything. You know, right? <laughs> <laughs> we have. We have this, uh, uh, yeah, that was a, it was a big collector's bubble. And then there was this. Mm-hmm. There's this, you know? You remember this? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. So the X-Men cartoon aired on Fox at like 11 o'clock every week. That was my favorite thing in the world. Oh, for, I love that cartoon. Who, 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 for, who, who could forget that? You ever seen the, um, that show The Gifted? Or Gifted? No, I haven't seen The Gifted yet. Okay, so... Um, not to spoil anything. It's a really good X Men show with no X Men mm. that you really know. Um, it's Thunderbirds actually in that show um, as a different character, but um, it's really it's oh, yeah, it's yeah. really about um, the X Men left and for whatever reason they just you know are in hiding and everything and they leave um, saving the world and everything up to these these mutant characters. So in one the first very first episode, um, one of the um, mutants. Um, phone rings and guess what the <laughs> guess what his thing on the on the phone is? Oh, is it that? It's yes, yeah, that. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's I was so like, cool, that's man. a good callback. Oh man, it really a good good Easter egg. <laughs> so I was kind of tripping off that, but yeah, that's that's a good show, good X Men show. If you guys are um you know really into X Men. Oh yeah, they got into everything. You know, uh, that's also where the I'm the Juggernaut videos from the X Men cartoon. You uh-huh. should check that out. Mm-hmm. We haven't seen I'm the Juggernaut, uh, so <laughs> so those are some of the the great things about X Men. I was really into X Men when I was younger. I had a subscription. I made it all the way through the uh, the uh, onslaught thing. Oh okay. Where, uh, they basically murdered everything. everything. Uh, so that was pretty nifty. Also, that was when uh, Cable was big. So you'll see Cable in the new Deadpool movie. Yeah, Cable. Cable's origin um, story is uh, very convoluted. Yeah, <laughs> very Cable indeed. came through the um, the New Mutants. So you know he wasn't originally an X Men. You know, well he's a mutant, but he wasn't originally mm-hmm. in the X Men. So he came over from the new the New Mutants. New Mutants ended up. Um, <laughs> turning into X Force, <laughs> right? <laughs> Cable and that feral, feral girl, yeah, Cannonball, who basically yeah. like his lower body exploded. Right, that was right, his deal, right, right, right. He slam into stuff, but then I was like, well, what, wouldn't the top front, wouldn't the front part of his body get like smashed into a pancake? <laughs> you know. And then you had the, um, what was the boom boom? And they're like, oh, we'll put a helmet on him. <laughs> 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 and then you had like boom boom she was like you know the sparkler and everything you know um uh, setting all these bombs and stuff off but cable he was like the the popular one he was the one that led um he was the, the rebel from the future <laughs> yeah he, he just all of a sudden years just, in the future right right he just came, came oh, just all of a sudden well hold up he was isn't he actually um Okay, do you want to do it? Do you want to do this? I can do this. Okay. Like, we can do this. We can talk about Cable's horse <laughs> story if you want. I was just going to say it's dip, it's not simple and leave it. Okay, all right, all right. So um, Cable is, uh, you want to, I mean, I'll just tell you, Cable well, is well, the son. Well, 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 he's the son of oh. um, Madeline Pride and mm. um, Scott Summers. Yes. So he, and Madeline was a clone of Jean Grey. Madeline is a clone of Jean Grey. That's the trippy but, part. But a blood clone. So he, so Cable inherited all of, uh, all of Cyclops and Jean Grey's sort of powers, right? Mm-hmm. So he inherited the mutant uh, gene right. from, from them. His name was Nathan Summers. He was mm-hmm. infected with a techno organic virus and sent to the future so it could be healed by. Um, the Ascani, <laughs> this sounds insane, right? The Ascani in the future, and they uh, they healed him, 
and then uh, Apocalypse tried to take over his body, but because his body was sort of injured, they, he couldn't. Mm-hmm. So uh, now he now he came back here to see his parents. I guess. I guess so, because like blows, I said, he, he came back in the New Mutants um, ninety four in one of those issues. Um, it was a late yep. run before it changed over to X Force. He just appeared out of nowhere. You know, yep. like you know, they decided to retro retroact his origin. You know, a yep. few issues later, but um, those were drawn by Rob Liefeld. <laughs> who yeah, had very... this weird way of drawing human beings. Yeah. <laughs> that's but... a that's a thing that's pretty famous about 90s comics. It's like mm-hmm. uh, what the thing like I know another classic example of it is the uh the, the new Batman <coughs> costume for Batman 500. Mm-hmm. The John Paul Valley made that was all like um it was all like checked out and it had all these like secret like weapons and stuff. Okay. <laughs> and they like claws. Oh wow. And um Oh man! Like, how does that and, even uh, work in real life? <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I don't know. But it had like these, like it had this like string of pouches on his like thigh. Oh wow! <laughs> like no, no human person would put a circular string of pouches like in between their legs. Like it would be terrible. Well, I mean, that's that's like I said, going back to um, Rob Liefeld. I mean, the way he mm-hmm. contoured legs and you know arms and everything to fit in certain type of positions. Yeah. No human being, <laughs> you know, unless nobody you, has cheekbones like a Rob Liefeld. Not at all. Nobody in the world. But but him, um, Todd McFarlane and Jim Lee were notorious for that. Notorious. Yeah. But those were those three were like you know the one of the most popular um, you know artists at the time on those you mm-hmm. know one of those most popular books, Spider Man, X Men, and you know X X Force. Right. Um, yeah, and Jim Lee and the X Men, you know, he would he was really known for drawing like really nice looking women. <laughs> yeah. Psylocke, Marvel Girl, um, you know, Storm, you know. Anytime he could get those into like, you know, a splash page pose, you know. <laughs> I ever, did I ever tell you what my aunt said about about those sort of comic drawings? What? <laughs> she said, I can't believe how unrealistic these women are being drawn. It's like their breasts have anti gravity. And I said, But they're actually flying. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> like they're picking up buildings and hitting each other with buildings. Uh-huh. And they're talking. This is the craziest thing. <laughs> yeah. And she wasn't wrong. That's the thing. That's funny as heck. Oh man, <laughs> <laughs> this is a story about a man who runs faster than a locomotive. And you're like, yeah, you know, this is a fantastic a story, bro. right? You know, this this <laughs> can never ever happen. But you're talking about the way her breasts hang. Okay. <laughs> I mean, all right, I understand this. Just as unrealistic. <laughs> I'm just pointing out, maybe there's oh, more, and more they, urgent and, things to worry and, about. And they will pose like models, you know. Right. They, the model, they, they, every time they will stand and talk with someone, you know, they will pose like an actual model with their hands on their hips and you know their butt, like you know, are their back arched out, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's the Instagram model pose, right? <laughs> yes. It's yes. So early. That's I think that's where it comes from. It's all, it's all <laughs> Rob Liefeld's fault. But that's also for like a, a 13, 14 year old, you know. Uh, uh-huh. I mean. I got a lot of sales that way, you know. I, <laughs> <laughs> honestly, I wasn't. You wasn't really seeing those type of drawings like before then, you know. McFarlane, no. um, Liefeld, and you know Lee. They they really, they really put, put women or <laughs> they really put um, um, characters in a different type of positions. Put it that way. Yeah, there's to say not, the least. Yeah, nobody could ever possibly fit in those positions. <laughs> but the X Men, um, they they were really popular, or they are mm. still real popular. They're really oh, the yeah. most popular Marvel characters. You got a lot of um, you got a lot of mutants that are um, not really as popular as um, Spider Man or Thor or um, you know, Captain America. But um, as a whole, the mutant story has been the most popular stories in Marvel. Yep. Yep. So. Yep. And they came to the cinema. Yes. And they changed how uh, comic book characters were, were converted into movies. Yeah. And um, this, so the current comic book movies, everyone knows the Avengers is a, is a trillion dollar, you know. Industry. Uh, vehicle. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they just make all these comic book movies. Black Panther's coming out in a couple weeks. I am excited about that, by the way. It looks like it's going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. Um. But not, there weren't really comic book movies except for maybe the Batman movies and, until the X-Men movie came And out. Superman. So you and only Superman. really had those two. And Hollywood used to was thinking, okay, only backable superheroes are Batman Superman. So like Scott said, when X-Men came out, it was like sort of like revolutionary, especially for 
you know, comic book geeks and nerds. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And you know, so so the X Men films they changed the they changed the, <coughs> like the tone of comic book movies from bright and colorful and like a toy commercial, right? Which is kind of what what Joel Schumacher, right? Uh, what Joel Schumacher was doing, and um, and it changed it into more like of a realistic sort of thing, right? And there is a line. There's a line in this movie, and. And this is even like further than what you'd see now. Like it feels like all the superhero outfits now are either ceremonial or they're just the way the guy's skin looks, you know, mm-hmm. or they're like you know a suit of armor he needs, right? Right. Like those all they all make sense in universe, but they all wear like like leather body suits. The X Men, yeah. And he especially he in that first says movie. <laughs> and he says, "Oh, a lot of leather." And then Cyclops goes, "You prefer you prefer spandex?" <laughs> and then everyone's like, "Oh, that's so vogue and cool that they're being tongue in cheek about it." And right. now it's you know this movie came out in two thousand, so now we're all like, "Yeah, they, they just now they look like bondage, ridiculous." Yeah. Instead of just regular ridiculous, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One thing about um, Wolverine, well, at least Hugh Jackman, which mm-hmm. he'll never don the the, the yellow spandex. <laughs> Oh, uh, he or he never did before he oh, quote unquote retired as um, in the Logan movie. You know that was his last, you know, so called last um, Wolverine X Men type movie. But um, uh-huh. he never put on a costume. You know, all, all these twenty years and everything, Wolverine has been Wolverine without actually yep. being Wolverine. You know, right. comic fans want to see Wolverine <laughs> in the costume, <laughs> but. We've been satisfied with the way Jackman has played him, you know, in those X-Men movies all these years and everything. So um, he oh, he has had a failure with that X-Men, um, X-Men Wolverine Origins. Or, uh, oh, X-Men no. Origins Wolverine. That was a failure. But, you know, he redeemed it with Logan as the I, same character. <laughs> I basically can't even believe that, you know... I, I can't believe they've been making those movies for that long. Mm-hmm. I can't believe it's been 18 years and there's still more coming out. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. It's just, it's, it's crazy to be. Hey, it's, it's the, um, it went from a point where you had no comic book movies to now mm-hmm. you just have the explode. It just dominates, you know, cult, you know, co- you know, culture, but the yeah. times of technology and CGI and everything has really brought them to the, you know, to the 21st century. So, you know, kudos to those makers, and um, it's been a real good time for comic book geeks, or you know, just geek culture. Period. <laughs> so that's why we love X Men. Could you imagine like not living to see this or something like that? Be oh crazy, man! Right? Yeah, yeah. Not knowing the impact these stories have on culture, it'd be very sad. Yeah, I'd be sad about. That. Yeah, I mean, you re- you read them, you know, you you read the books and everything, and you know, I've always talk talk to your friends and buddies and stuff. Um, what 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 Wolverine look like on screen? And now he is actually on screen, and you can actually say, okay, you know, tell your kids and stuff. You know, this is what we went through when we were younger, and this is what you're living through right now. And they're excited about the same things that you were excited about. So it's a it's a great time. Yeah, it's really cool. All right, it is really cool. All right, so we got the um X the X Men the mutants out the out the out the way there so um we want yeah. to talk about um x-files x-files <clears throat> Mulder and scully yeah. yeah right oh man they're really um we're really good <clears throat> excuse me my voice is just you know being all extra <laughs> <laughs> but um x-files is one of my favorite um um sci-fi shows Mulder and scully mm-hmm. You know, went through a whole bunch of different adventures, you know, with the unknown, the things you can't really explain. Mulder is a believer and <clears throat> excuse me. And Scully is the um, the what do you want to call her? She's the pessimist or she's the uh, one skeptic? that um, the skeptic, the skeptic. You know, she was yeah. brought onto the X-Files to sort of debunk, um, you know, Mulder's overly enthusiastic theories and you know wild ideas mm-hmm. and everything but um that that show came out in the 90s right yeah it was like 93 i think when it first came out okay and um my experience with it it was a, a really good show um it was you know average procedural and everything until they started really getting into like the mythology where you know it was like the government conspiracy came through, and I was like mm-hmm. sort of like the last, the latter part of the first season, where you had like Deep Throat, you know, who would always appear in um, 
you know, certain episodes and everything. And Mulder, he would always tell Mulder, you know, you're on to something. You're right there. You're right there. But, you know, you're just on a cusp. And Mulder would be like, tell me, tell me everything. But uh, <laughs> Deep Throat would always uh, lead him on. It was, it was not, going back to viewing some, some of those episodes, it was just funny to me how they strung a lot of stuff out, you know. But at the time, it was just kind of revolutionary because I don't think he really had any show like that out. There weren't even, like, procedurals, like, you know what I mean? Like, this, this the X-Files, in, in, in addition to being such a, uh, a prominent sci-fi example and being sort of like a bigger budget almost sci-fi show for them, mm-hmm. right, it, it also sort of spawned the procedural, right, where there's sort of the, the more scientific. I, I feel like you see more like, like NCIS, for instance, right. or CSI, like that sort of thing. I feel like there's a lot of the roots mm-hmm. of those shows in the X-Files, too, because it is so, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's sort of that, that sort of sci-fi imagery says, you know, it begs the question of what is science now like? Yeah. I guess. Yeah. So it sort of paved the way for those shows, which is cool. Yeah, it's, it's, it's decent because um, it sort of had, like, the best of both worlds. You had the, the, the strictly sci-fi, you know, unexplained, you know, extraordinary episodes uh, like um, alien abductions and just, you know, just far out the way science stuff like um, man-eating, you know, people <laughs> you know just certain you know mm-hmm. stuff that they had to investigate you know um that was just a you know open and you know open and closed story and then you had like mm-hmm. i said the mythology type episodes where they were interspersed through the seasons um to sort of just keep people on the hook okay well this is something larger going on you know and then the next episodes they would just go back on their regular procedural type episodes which, like you said, the um, that a lot of it's a lot of copycats out there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it made the um, episodes easy to watch, you know, and then there's some really good stuff. The 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 actors, you know, um, Dave Duchovny and you know Jillian Anderson, they've they were known to not really like each other. <laughs> yep. You know, but it's yeah. it's surprising that you know the they lasted you know as long as they did you know, as far as like seasons, it's actually is going back to when it came out back in the nineties. Um, they're really on their, what the 11th season right now, you know, they mm-hmm. Fox actually ended oh, yeah, up bringing it back. It. Yeah. Yeah. This is one of those like genre classics, you know, it's kind of mm-hmm. like the twilight zone for the nineties. Yeah. <clears throat> it's kind of what the X files is. Yeah. Yeah. Super cool. Super cool show. Super cool show. Had a... And they showed up on the Simpsons. Mm hmm. When Mr. Burns was looking like an alien, <laughs> it was just his youth treatments that kept him alive, like he was like, preserved in formaldehyde or something. Yeah, yeah, that 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 was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite um, episodes was when um, they made X Files look like cops. <laughs> do, mm-hmm. do, do you remember the show Cops? You know yeah, the, yeah. the the reality, um, you know, based thing and. Um, I remember one night, you know, because my mom, um, she used to like, she used to like cops. She liked cops a lot. So we yeah. sort of fooled her into watching an X-Files episode because she's not into science fiction or anything like that. Um, but we knew um, <laughs> one of the episodes that was going to come <laughs> on was going to be, they, they based the whole episode as if it was an episode of Cops. So right. she's watching this episode and watching this all this, this stuff happen based on her liking of Cops. I was like, wow. And she was just like, wow. You know, that was a, a crazy episode. What was all that stuff going on? She's like, Mom, you watched the episode of X Files. X Files? What? <laughs> <laughs> you know, here she thought she was just watching a regular episode of Cops. It was just hilarious the way it went down. But that was one That's of my awesome. favorite episodes, you know, when they just, you know, try certain things that are outside of the box and they say, okay, well, let's mm-hmm. make this whole episode, you know, as if it was episode of cops with unexplained stuff. And, right. you know, um, the, you know, the cop, the, the cops, um, followed you around with cameras, which is what they were doing, doing throughout the episode. And, um, Scully, she, she didn't like it and scholar um, Mulder, he, he was, he was real into it. <laughs> <laughs> so it, 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 it was really hilarious, you know, the way they did that. Oh, that's awesome, dude. Mm-hmm. That's a really funny story, dude. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. And it spawned, like, a couple different spinoffs, like um, the Millennium, um, mm-hmm. which um, I forgot. Who did that star? Uh, I can't think of the guy's name, but um, it lasted for about a couple seasons. And then you had, like, the Lone Gunman, who were three nerds. <laughs> who were really into like the conspiracy that only lasted for like a single season 
You know, uh, <laughs> I guess people didn't really like that at the time. Although I think that if it comes, if it came actually came out now, it would be more popular. But at the time, people weren't really feeling like you know, the 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 nerd stories and stuff about the X Files type. But yeah, that's that was my experience with X Files. X Files. Mm-hmm. The truth is out there. The truth is out there. Yep. Yep. Oh, oh, one more thing before we get off there. The cigarette smoking man. Oh my goodness. Oh yeah. He was um he was really the main um the 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 big bad of the whole series. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you know, and it, at first he was this guy. The funny story about the smoking man. He was just supposed to be a guy in the first episode that was in the background. They didn't really intend the guy intend to have the guy star in any of the um you know, episodes throughout the series. He just appeared as a guy in the background during one of um, Mulder's interrogation, you know, when Mulder was being chastised by um, one of the higher ups. And mm-hmm. it ended up being where they tried him out for a couple episodes and he ended up just being a big bad for the rest of the series. <laughs> you know, right. yeah, yeah, he was like the main guy. Yeah, yeah. It, it, <laughs> it was just intended as a one off, as a guy smoking in the background. Ended up being like, you know, the, the, the evil guy in the in the whole series. <laughs> that was that was really good. That's so neat. Mm-hmm. I always like it when they make lemonade, you know, like that. <laughs> yeah. Like everyone starts saying, "Who's that guy back there?" And uh-huh. then they're like, "Oh, he's the, yeah. the smoking man. The, the <laughs> smoke, the be... cigarette smoking. Oh, okay. And then he's yeah. gonna be around now, <laughs> just sort of lurking menacingly." But everybody bought into it, and, you know, uh, it sort of brings up a point of how um, that sort of spawned with with geek, you know, geeks and nerds and, um, you know. um, Oh, wow. What is that? (laughs) Um, That sort of spawned, like, you know, um, what what they have, like, Reddits and stuff now that that back then they just had, like, different cultures of, of conspiracy theorists and stuff. You know, what was going on in, like, you know, the X-Files, sort of fan communities, early fan communities and everything. You know, X-Files sort of spawned that, um, and it was really decent how they how, how that just ended up happening. Yeah, and uh, that sort of Monster of the Week sort of X- X-Files, uh, that's another thing that sort of got, I know, other other sort of shows kind of grabbed that. So the super influential show, everyone sort of, it's like a cultural touchstone. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone knows the basics, even if you've never seen an episode. Yeah, yeah, you know Mulder and Scully, X-Files. <laughs> even if you've never mm-hmm. seen an episode, you know Mulder and Scully. You do. Yep. Whew. All right, so um, what else we got there, Scott? Well, we could do some encyclopedia theater. All right. Okay. So, Nerdcyclopedia Theater is uh, going to be about Triple X today, which is a movie neither of us have saw, have seen, right? Mm. I've never seen Triple X. I've never seen that Vin movie. Diesel. I've seen Triple X content. <laughs> well, you can admit whatever you want to admit. <laughs> this is, after all, your show. <laughs> so, Triple X. Oh, is you're talking about the movie. movie. Okay. Yes, yeah, okay. I'm talking about the movie, right. not the movies. Oh, oh wow. Okay. We're gonna get our. We're gonna lose our family friendly. Wait, wait, oh, if you keep this up. Okay, I can't call them clean episodes anymore. But okay, Triple X Vin Diesel. Explicit. <laughs> it's, a Vin, it's a Vin Diesel uh, movie. So neither of us have seen it. We've not read the plot synopsis. So we're gonna try to figure. I'm gonna try to guess what the plot is. Okay. 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 In kind of a nerd encyclopedia theater. Okay. Okay. So this is in fact the same character from Fast and the Furious. Okay. It's Dominic. Mm. It's that guy. And he's really thick. He just doesn't get how much trouble he's in, so they have to keep explaining it to him repeatedly. Right? Mm -hmm. So, like, you gotta save the president. And he's like, isn't that gonna be dangerous? Mm -hmm. They're like, yes, of course. That's your, but you're a convict. Like, don't you remember when you stole all that stuff off those trucks? (laughs) Right? Mm -hmm. And he goes, oh, okay, okay. Can I have my crew? No, once again. (laughs) You're not, we're not letting you out to just commit crimes. We need you to do this very specific thing. It's gonna involve a lot of explosions. Mm Mm-hmm. And then I'm and then I'm free. No, so you still would be in prison. But this way, we won't let you have I don't know exercise your time or something. Okay. And then he goes off on the mission, and he's in like Siberia or something, uh-huh. right? He's on a snowmobile, uh-huh. and he's like, "I'm having a real great time in the snowmobile." And then some guy comes in, and he's like, "You okay? So you're still going after this guy, right? You're not just like, they have to keep reminding him." That, that's how I think the movie goes. 
Yeah, that sounds it sounds kind of accurate. I remember Snowmobile though, and there's some commercials. I remember <laughs> that. that. <real>? I'm working <laughs> off of uh, I'm working off of trying to remember the trailer from like 20 years ago. Oh man! So uh, that's what I remember. About. Uh, uh, so let's see what the other thing I remember. What Ice Cube starred in the second one? They actually had the nerve to make a sequel to it with a different guy. <laughs> he was a different guy. <laughs> you know what they, you know what they used to call that in the 80s? <laughs> oh, you know what they used to call that in the 80s? What? A completely different movie. <laughs> They just would be like, okay, so let's make a, so we're gonna make a movie about uh, John Cabrera. It's like, all right, well, well, I think I want to make this movie, you know, a real funny movie, and, I, and I'm gonna get Eddie Murphy to play him, right? <laughs> could you imagine if they made Beverly Hills Cop two and it was like the Stallone's Cobra? Like, could you just imagine if they made that movie? It just called it Beverly Hills Cop. 2. And the same music though. <laughs> well, he's from Beverly Hills, so technically right? he is a up uh, those <laughs> police. Those officer. movies are. Bi- the, both those movies are based off the same character, by the way, which is why I'm saying that. That is hilarious, man. So they just made a different movie, yeah. and they called it something else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> which it seems like is what happened here. Yeah. Yeah. They just made a different movie. So let's see here. So Xander Cage is his name. That's worse than what I came up with. <laughs> yes, pretty much. And he'll be, he will be – he is an extreme sports professional. All right, I'm not, I'm not doing this. He, what is he? He's like a snowboarder, a stuntman. There's, well, there's nobody that can save the. He, he, there's nobody that can save. Uh, there's nobody that can save the president, but the snowboarders. Yeah, he's like, Could you imagine how limited that that threat would have to be for us to need Seriously, you know, he, he, he's a stuntman. So what, I mean, who are we talking about? The fall guy here. You know. Yeah, right. <laughs> All right, I'm done. Well, I'm hold done. up. Sam Jackson was in that movie, so maybe he oh. sa- maybe he saved it a little bit. <laughs> so Sam Jackson started yelling. At him. <laughs> maybe he said mother. That's it. Maybe he said mother effer, like <laughs> you know, to try to That's save. The movie. The movie. So what am I? Then Diesel's like, so what am I going to be free? And Sam Jackson's like, I already told you, you'll never be free again. <laughs> Sound just like him too. <laughs> He's just screaming at him. mother. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Get back in your cage! Oh man, this is Santa Cage. <laughs> so yeah, they 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 create they did a sequel. Had the nerve to do a sequel three years later with Ice Cube as okay. So he's a so it's a he's an agent of the Triple X program, whatever the so heck. So basically, that is. every three years, there's just one X ever. Like they, every three years, they just get a new dude. Oh man! They act like he's the same guy. I, I guess so. And then I see. So looking here, they, they did another one. So I didn't know they they came out with a third one. Wow. Well, I remember. I remember what they said. That they told Vin Diesel he could only he could choose between having a franchise for this uh-huh. and for Fast and the Furious okay. and for Riddick. Okay. And he chose Riddick. Oh, okay. okay. And that's why he wasn't in Fast and the Furious two or three. Oh, okay. And that's why he wasn't in Triple X two. <laughs> so he just basically said, "I'll do him later," and he just did him later. Okay. Well, his um, he chose poorly. His, <laughs> well, I heard his rig, Riddicks were bad, much better than any of his other stuff. You know. Oh, I'm sure the Riddicks are good. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'm just saying, like financially. Oh yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, they had a nerve to come out with three of these. Wow. I hope they stopped. You know. I just I can't get over that. I can't get over him in that scene from Fast and the Furious when they like mm-hmm. Paul Walker kept trying to explain to him that he was a cop, an undercover cop. Uh-huh. And like Vin Diesel refused to listen. <laughs> That's a Vin Diesel moment. Listen, for you. I'm a cop. What do you mean? I I, <laughs> I work for the FBI. I don't understand this. <laughs> I this is my badge. Oh man, none of this makes any sense. All right, That's so Vin Dieselish. Man. That's my Vin Diesel. Yeah. That's my Vin Diesel impersonation. I hope everyone enjoyed it. Triple X, huh? Wow. Okay. That's that's the Encyclopedia Theater for the week. <laughs> It was me just making up the plot to a movie. I think I did a better job than they did. If I'd have known Samuel Jackson was available, I could have really gotten the whole thing. Yeah, hey, you know. I would have gotten the whole thing. Maybe next time, buddy. We'll see. All right. <laughs> one day, one day I'll get it perfect, and there will be an entertain and actually entertaining your encyclopedia. <laughs> uh, but you know, right. I, the the world waits. Okay, so that's that, that's Triple X there. Let's get it to is. our um, our Star Wars character of the week. Yeah, so instead of picking a person, which all of you thought I'd do. Oh, <sighs> man. And I'm not going to do what you want. I'm going to do whatever I want to do. It's going against the grain, people. That's right. So I picked the X-Wing Starfighter. Woo, okay. Now the X-Wing is like 
it's a very balanced starfighter. Okay. And it can do a lot of fast attack runs, but it has enough shielding and armament to make it so it can stand up to even mm-hmm. you know larger craft. Okay. So what's really cool about the X-Wing is you see it in action. It has the trifoil wings, mm-hmm. so it can go to zero to attack. Mm-hmm. And when it goes attack, its wings turn into like a, a 4 by 4 formation. It looks like an X. Yeah, real cool. And that's how it got its name. Super duper unique. Uh, these were sort of like... Uh, they're, and they're filmed and sort of shot and designed to be like Spitfire fighters from World War II, you know? Right. It's uh, kind of what they are. Um, they have a hyperdrive, so they don't need to dock at any sort of like capital ship to go into hyperspace. Okay. Um, so Luke can go to Dagobah or, um, you know, uh, I guess that's pretty much the main one. But mm-hmm. Or he can go to... <laughs> or they can all go right into the Death Star sequence, right? Mm-hmm. So that's why when... Um, when the Alliance jumps in, they have an advantage because they're already out of the ships. Mm-hmm. And when the Empire jumps in, their TIE fighters don't have um, lightspeed engines. Okay. Usually. Okay. Except Vader's and some of the experimental ones. Um, so that's why when they... That's why, like, when you see them, uh, like, jump into the Battle of Endor, mm-hmm. and it's like nothing, 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 six million ships. <laughs> you know, all of a sudden, because it's... Because <laughs> they're flying in, and then the Empire still has got to get all their guys out, so... Um, hey, Skywalker, he put down the Death Star with one, so he's a bad boy. <laughs> I wouldn't mess with Luke. I heard he does some pretty crazy stuff. Oh, man, the Death Star? Ooh, man, that's crazy. Bullseye and Womp Rats! <laughs> well, then Wedge and Telly's took another one down with another X-Wing. This is basically... <laughs> you ever play the game Stratego? No, uh-uh. Okay, what's well, this game? It's this game where you have pieces with different numbers, and if you have a lower number than your opponents, you win. It's kind of like War, right, in the card game? Right. But you have, like, one... Each side has one guy who's, like, the top guy. Okay. But there's another piece that can only kill that guy that's on the other team. Hmm. It's called a spy. Okay. So that's pretty much what the X-Wing is to the Death Star. <laughs> okay. Just can get it no matter what. But you have to attack... It's a... Listen, it's a complicated game, and we don't have to explain it to our audience. Okay. I'm sure most of them know how to play. And if they don't, just ask me the next time you see me. I'm sure you'll see me soon. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you all about it. Right. Um, you get an astromech droid. Um, the X-Wing also, you know... Uh, is also sort of still in use by the Alliance mm-hmm. or the Rebellion or the uh, Resistance, as it were. And Poe Dameron is currently the best living uh, X-wing pilot. Right, Poe. Uh, now that now that Luke is dead. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, pass away. <laughs> God rest his yep. soul. <laughs> I mean, Luke would really mess stuff up, but but Poe seems to be the best. So. All right, all right. So that's the X-wing, and we got anything to kick out this week? This week. I think we should kick out the show, The X Factor, Ooh. which is a show, which oh, is a yeah. show from the uh, yeah, what island is... of Great Britain that employs Simon Cowell, and I just, I just don't care for it. Yeah, that was a um, uh, American Idol knockoff. You know, mm-hmm. in fact, that was when um, American Idol was so popular. Fox decided they had to put another American Idol show on the air, you know, type yep. show, and just diluted their. Um, <laughs> Just you know, just diluted their brand there. You know, so you had two competing um, 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 competition type, you know, singing type shows, and mm-hmm. one had to cancel the other, or one just ate the other one up. You know, right. um, X um, American Idol's ratings eventually went down. X Factor never really gained like you know a lot of um, traction. You know, I think mm-hmm. it had like one or two seasons, and then it you know eventually went off. And Simon Cowell he went to um, what is that America's um, Oh, what is that? America's something. Yeah, America's <clears throat> top talent. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the X Factor was sort of like the little sister on that relationship, mm-hmm. and you can almost understand it because you know there's more of a democratization of media, so I think that's there's less of these secret like gem performers. Uh huh. And the the performers that won went down went downhill in quality pretty quick. Yeah. I mean, Kelly Clarkson's really the only one that was of any sort of standing, and Carrie Underwood didn't even win. Wait a minute, right? they were on Idol. They weren't on the X Factor. Oh, that's yeah, yeah. That's yeah, what I'm yeah. saying. X Factor. That was the more of a. Um, been diluted. Yeah, yeah. The, the t- because, like I said, they were on the air at the same time. Like, why would and on the same station at the same time? Why would you do mm-hmm. that, Fox? You know, you're you're cannibalizing your um your 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 top program, and um they just got too greedy too quick. Like when um ABC had the Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? That was one of their popular you know top shows, and it was only on for um. I think maybe like Wednesday or Thursdays, like once mm-hmm. a week. And then they mm-hmm. decided they wanted to put it on five days a week. 
<laughs> my goodness. And that was in and back in the day. That's all you'd ever hear about. Yeah, pretty much. Like people just talk about it all the time. Mm-hmm. You have to. Ugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially if you didn't care. Like. <laughs> <laughs> care, Simon Cowell couldn't even save the X Factor, so you know. So that's gone. So give it the boot. Give it the boot. Kick it out. Give it the boot. It and everything it's brought us is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right, so um. So that's the um, X for this week. Next week, yes. we will be back with Y. And I'm trying to think of what we were talking about that week. Well. <laughs> for the Y. So uh, are, do we have anything to tease them about? Um, we'll be talking about the album Yellow Submarine. Woo. Uh, we'll be talking about Old Yeller. All right. We'll be talking about the uh, the yin and the yang, I guess, for some reason. Right. Stay tuned, people. Um, so you can reach us at nerdcyclopediapodcast at gmail.com. Um, check out our website, nerdcyclopedia.com. We try to update that <laughs> when we update it. So, um, <laughs> uh, still check it out though. We appreciate you guys, um, you know, checking all that out. Follow us on, um, social media at nerdcyclopedia on Facebook, Twitter. You know, maybe we'll get to Snapchat and Instagram at some point. <laughs> One day, one day. You know, we're just poor people. Hey, we can only hope to. Hey. We can only aspire. We're basically ten years behind the rest of the world. So, you know, we'll probably get to Snapchat pretty soon. We're getting there. Don't you have a Twitch handle? One day. I do. I'm on Twitch. I'm SC Hitch. SC Hitch. This week, uh, this month's going to be a big month coming up on the stream because we got Rockman Two Tournament for me. So I'll be streaming in preparation for that, doing some runs of uh, the Mega Man Two, but the Japanese version. Awesome. In preparation for my tournament uh, that will be coming up in March, I'll have dates and times for those as they become available. All right. All right. Oh, and you can also give us a review, but remember, <laughs> if it's not a five star review, I reserve the right to later on give you the business. Oh, the business will be gotten. And there's nothing more in the world than I want than that. (laughs) All right, take us out, crazy man.